Sicha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Indeed, a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha program. I'm your host, Aisha Lata, and as mentioned earlier on, the Honorable Imam Abdul Mu'ati Saban in studio with us this morning, speaking about Mawlud and Nabi, inshallah. So, as mentioned earlier on, that, um, you know, um, we gave a short biography on Imam and, you know, your family, subhanAllah, Imam. So, we hope we have done justice with that, his concerns, subhanAllah. But looking at Imam, you know, um, having been known as um, the Imam of happy families and happy homes and um, having served the MGC for the past 32 years, subhanAllah. 38 years at the um, Jamia Masjid. It's a lifetime, subhanAllah, Imam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Yes, wa alaikum um, salam wa rahmatullah. All for the love and for the sake of Allah. You know, and it's, not, uh, it's not easy, but uh, alhamdulillah, I've, I've enjoyed it. And um, I'm physically in the Jamia Masjid now, 54 years. And I try my level best to come from where I live in Prophet into town every day as I possibly can and alhamdulillah if Allah should allow me another opportunity, another life I will want to do it all over again subhanallah, that is commitment to community for the yes, sake of Allah alhamdulillah, but that is the uh, that is the type of home that I come from you know, my father was a community man I've just briefly just, just said but uh, one day I would like to um, tell the community about this profile and then I can tell you I don't think I, I have done even 1% of what he did, you know. Mm. Uh, it's important for us to know our predecessors. It's important for us to know who our parents were. And it is also important for us as to who our late leaders were, you know, because mm. we're living in a different era of time. And strangely enough, um, just the other day, I asked a youngster, do you know the late Sheikh Nazim Muhammad? So he says, who was, now who's that? Yes. And that, and that is sad, you know. Indeed. So our history is important for the future, you know. I mean, and, sure. uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, place them in a very high place in Jannah. I mean. You know, in fact, I must, you know, something just comes to my mind now as I sit here and talk to you. I dreamt about the late Yusuf, um, uh, Molana Yusuf Karan last night. I dreamt the, he said to me, sit in front of me, and he recited, uh, and that is very synonymous to the life of Rasulullah. You know, probably he's trying to help me for what I'm doing here this morning. But alhamdulillah, I, I, I feel truly honored and blessed to have had, um, you know, great people around me. My late mother was excellent in the way she was counseling people. And mm-hmm. I said that. And it's just amazing. Uh, strangely enough, last, uh, last night we made in the masjid in Kapini Street, we made the Ratibul Nasr. It's a dhikrullah that our late fathers have, uh, you know, have left behind for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I said to the Jamaat, do you know that my late mother used to prepare this masjid for Juma? And I says, if I can remember when she, what she said to me, how old she was, then probably it will be about a hundred years okay. back, you know, a hundred mm-hmm. years ago. And I'm sure she must have made dua in that masjid. Ya Allah, I'm cleaning the masjid. Grant that my offspring, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren 
And yet we find nearly a hundred years later that the sons and the families are still making to our, you know, mm-hmm. and making the still at the masjid. Yes, and, 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 and those things are very important. And, and my du'as are that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant our ummah, you know, the goodness of Amen. the of the parents and the great-grandparents for, Ya Allah, you know, uh, I just loved to do a, re, you know, a research on the people that walked the streets and walked this earth here in Cape Town once upon a time. I loved it. Okay. Because if we, if we examine and study that, then we have some idea of why we are doing what we are doing today. Amen, inshallah. Imam, this brings me back, and I'm, we're not going to dwell, delve uh, you very deeply into the family, but to be looking at Imam yourself as, as well as uh, of your brothers also, you know, yeah. having served the communities for many years, even Imam Bayanuddin, I think, yeah. having done the, the hospital, hospital duties yes, yes, yes. as well, alhamdulillah. That was something that Imam's father yes. also did during his lifetime, subhanallah. Yeah. And there's one thing that sticks with me, and that is what Imam mentioned one day was that when my mom used to iron our clothes, how she made dua while ironing those clothes were handled. And that is something I've learned. You know, we, we don't often, um, you know, uh, we, uh, as, as parents, and I think this is something that, that would be great for moms to, to do as well, especially when you iron those thobes and the clothing, making dua that the children go to good places with these clothes, inshallah. You know, if I say to you, I have never heard my mother scream, I never heard the shouted, and I never heard uh, using any abusive language. And, and and she used to use very subtle words such as don't be naughty. You know? But before she does that, she would take a hand and rub it on our heads and then she would read salawat. Subhanallah. Okay? And she would say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. And she said, don't be naughty. And you know what? Today's topic, there's a lot of barakah. In bring salawat no. on the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And indeed that is the topic We are in the month of Rabbil Awal The birth month of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And so hence the topic this morning With Imam Abdul Ma'ati Saban Is Mawlid Nabi inshallah Ya Rabbi A'udhu Bilaim Nishaytan Al-Rajim Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu Ala Rasulillah Ajma'in Sayyidina Wa Nabiyyina Wa Habibina Wa Shafi'ina Wa Sanadina Wa Mawlana Muhammadin Wa Ala Sahihina Ajma'in you know, uh, Aisha, that um, we are indeed a very fortunate community. We are indeed a very fortunate ummah. Alhamdulillah. Extremely fortunate. We ask, we ask for rain and it comes down in buckets. Subhanallah. You know? um, we have had, a few months ago, we had the month of Ramadan, where we could you know, purify ourselves, uh, where we could up our spiritual level, uh, you know, I'm sure that if we close our eyes and we think of the month of Ramadan, they would, then we would want it to be with us tomorrow. Uh-huh. And then when the month of Ramadan was finished, then we had the, the month and the days of Hajj. That's another type of excitement. And that was about the unification of people standing on Arafat. And when that was finished, came the month of Muharram. Anyway, and so it's all, all those activities. This is how we grew up. Yes. You know, um, it is, you know, why I go into the histories because in order to understand what we are doing today, it's important, like we, I, like I would always say, if you know where you come from, you know where you're going to. Indeed. So, um, and then we started looking forward to the month of Rabbil Awal. And as children, we used to, 
associate, you know, Rabbil Awal with Mawlud and Mawlud with Rampisne and Rampisne and with uh, what? The rose water and, and the zikr. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of visitors and foreigners to the Masjid by me in Kapini Street. Plenty. And they are so surprised to hear and to see the things that we are doing. Unfortunately, there are some that come from overseas that have never ever witnessed what we're doing. And now the words, now the words coming through, it's bidah, it's haram, and all of this. Believe you me, I had the opportunity of sitting at the feet and in the company of great ulama. Okay, inshallah, in in you know next month I'll be a year older. But I. I've seen and I've learned from them and the way they went about things. So, the month of Mawlud, why do we go out of our ways to read Salawat on the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu um, I said to one of my students in the week, I said, let's recite very slowly. In Surah Al-Ahzab, verse 56 and verse 57, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, we all know this by heart. Every child recites it. Allah Muhammad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah and the malaikas, that Allah and his angels sends blessings and salutations on the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Alright. Now let's read further. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. O you who have iman. O you who believe. Sallu alayhi wa sallim. So here is a command from Allah That Allah says You that have Iman You that have established your Iman Now you send salutations on the Nabi Muhammad Then one can also look at the verse following that Where Allah Ta'ala says I think it's verse 57 A'udhu that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Those who annoy Allah and His Messenger Allah has cursed them in this world and in the hereafter And has prepared for them a, a humiliating punishment Asha, if, if me and you sit in the company and we talk Or with anybody for that matter and the subject matter, the conversation becomes so interesting. But in the middle, or at the beginning of the conversation, I turn my back to you and I walk away. What is that going to be like? It's an insult, so have I done something wrong? Right. Do you, do you know what really annoys me? When... We finish with Tarawih and Witr. I found it 54 years ago in the Masjid, where we bring 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد يا رب بلغ الوصيل اللهم and that takes you know what it takes about four or five minutes now I watch the jamaat because I look at them some of them will look towards the watch okay and the next moment people stand up and they walk out isn't it almost the same unless for good reasons that I'm talking to you and you and I turn my back towards you or you turn your back towards me and you walk away isn't it also in the same category as sending praises unto the Prophet remember that Allah says that Allah and his angels send salutations mm. and blessings on the Prophet here we send salutations you get up and you walk out isn't it turning your back onto the salawat on the Prophet yes, As I say unless for good reasons what is five minutes going to do to your whole life for a man that was sent to this universe as as a mercy to mankind this and, and what I want to talk to to the listeners about is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim, Laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana, liman kana yarudu Allah wal yawm al-akhir, wa dhakar Allah kathira. And in the Prophet Allah says, we have indeed in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful pattern, a pattern of conduct is akhlaq. You know, I often ask myself, my name is Abdul Mu'ati. It means the slave of the giver. And I'm wondering if there wasn't a deen such as Islam and a prophet as the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu What would my life have been? What would our lives have been? Without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance And the prophetic examples Of Rasulullah sallallahu Imam, can we on that note go for an ad break Are we already over time But before we do that This one says Assalamu alaikum Imam I recall when we moved to Alsace River In the 60s We went to 99 Bunny Street in Kensington For an imam for births or deaths Marriage and how um, Are you related to it or them Or the family Shukran Very interesting and educational program Shukran so much We'll answer that after the yes, break Stay tuned Voice of the King Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa And a warm welcome to your Friday Nasiha program. Your Sa'ishalat. And we're having the Honorable Imam Abdul Mu'adhi Saban in studio with us speaking about Mawlid al Nabi. Rahmatullahi alameen is the focus this morning. Subhanallah. Imam, just the question that came via the WhatsApp messages was whether Imam was related to the family at 99 Bani Street. And I think that was Imam Bayanuddin. It's not 99, it's 100. 100. <laughs> it's 100. <laughs> um, yes, that was my eldest brother. Uh, we are five brothers. Um, Imam Bayanuddin was the eldest, and I'm the youngest. Okay, mashallah. Yeah, uh, the two, the two eldest ones have passed. I'm Allah Quranum Jannah. Inshallah. I mean, I mean, inshallah. And it's my, uh, and the middle brother is my brother Talipu, is the, who is the tailor, 
Yeah, uh, he looks after the ulama with the nice coats and you know. <laughs> and uh, then my other brother, uh, Haji Muhammad Noor, um, yeah, that is Elgar, and then myself as the youngest. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Now please mention the sisters also. No, no, I was about to mention. <laughs> oh, if I, if I, if I don't mention the, my eldest titi, Ajumanati, whom you know. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, she will be nearly uh, eighty-two. As one of these days. So inshallah. Alhamdulillah, may Allah grant them all long life. Inshallah. Amen. Yes. And to Masida. And to you know, Masida and Naji Zubaira and Fatima and Aziza, you know. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, okay. I still have my five sisters. Uh, and we, uh, you know, I love them to bits, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And may Allah grant them good health and Ameen. long umr, inshallah. Ameen, inshallah. And they got, all got good children, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, um, so Aisha, can I continue? Yes, please <laughs> do. It's <laughs> at your disposal. <laughs> you know, um, Love for Rasulullah. If we want to know why did our old people uphold uh, the nights and the days of Mawlud, I, I, I have in my hand here, I have in my hand my cell phone. During my time with the late Mawlana Yusuf Karan, Gomam was exceptionally, extremely fond of. Because if you have had an office next to such a great item for over 30 years, you know, it is not 30 days or 30 months. And I used to walk in onto that farm every day and with a basket and pick it full of, of fruits and whatever. And then I walk, you know, away from that, uh, from that farm every day, which I called it Malena Karan's office. A couple of months before Malena passed him, uh, and he um, he spoke to me, and I've got the recording here. Yes. And and he says it's so beautiful in Afrikaans. Afrikaans. And he says it's so beautiful. He says, "Dat is baie kitabe geskryf en blaie geskryf oor hoe moet ons maak hoe het die it is Sahabis Kafrafidi Nabi Salsan. Who would ons mark when near the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Sanam Khanumvot? And you know what? I listen to the most beautiful information. I can listen to it over and over. And he speaks about um, in fact I interacted with, with Marana on this on this topic. What was what must we do when we hear the name of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Now, my my one brother was the tailor. I sat with him a lot. He's got a lot of wisdom. And sometimes when he hears somebody says something that is uh, that is off the track, then he would say, I think his brain is too small to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and truly, which tells me that our 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 forefathers, the previous ulama, were very wise people. They didn't, we never heard in the past of don't do this and don't do that, it's bitter, it's wrong, you're going to be burned in the fire of the jahannam. Yes. No. They guided us along the line. If you do that, then how we should do it? For Rasulullah says in the hadith, Man ahabbani kana ma'i fil jannati He who loves me will be with me in jannah. 
And that brings me to um, we at this time of our lives must show our love for the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Firstly, love for Allah. You know, I must be very careful. Somebody yes. can just walk into or get into a car and it says, I don't speak about my love for Allah. Because, oh, obviously, obviously, I don't think there is a Muslim that would place his love for the Prophet Sallallahu above that for Allah. And that is a foregone conclusion. Yes. So that should not be even a debate. There are more things that we need to, you know, debate upon. Because if I start talking to you about my my three, four weeks at the MGC, then you are going to say to me, we need to implement more a Quran and Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu to give people guidance. But for in loving the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi we show love to Allah. Because Allah Ta'ala says, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, Qul in kuntum tuhibbun Allah, fattabi'uni yuhibbukum Allah. That say to the Muslims of Muhammad sallallahu that if they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and follow your sunnah, then Allah ta'ala will love them. It is beautiful at that. The Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a slave by the name of Thawban. I always love this beautiful this beautiful kisa, this beautiful story, I love it. Because it can only but bring us closer to Allah and the Prophet <laughs> And Thoban, this particular slave, his love for the Nabi ﷺ was so immense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayah. One day the Nabi Muhammad wasallam gave Thoban some errands to do, some work to do. You need to go into the field and do these errands for the Prophet ﷺ. And as such, he was going to be away from the Prophet ﷺ for, for quite a long time. And Thoban quickly finished his job and came back to the Nabi ﷺ. And when the Nabi Muhammad ﷺ saw the sadness on the face of Thoban, the Prophet ﷺ said to Thoban, Madabik, is, what, is, what is wrong with you? You look so sad on your face. He says, Ya Rasulullah, I am not sick, I am not hungry, I am not thirsty, I am just very worried. He says, Ya Rasulullah, I love you so much, Ya Rasulullah. And I can't help but feeling the way I'm feeling, O Prophet of Allah. He says, when I'm away from you for a long time, I cry out of yearning to be with you. Subhanallah. But now that you have gave, had given me some errands and a job to do, I was sitting there and I was sitting and I tafakkur. I was thinking deeply, he says. I was speaking to Allah, I says, Ya Allah, if you should take me away from this dunya, and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should take away the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
then I will never be able to see the Prophet of Allah again. And he says, and I will not be in the same darajah as the Prophet mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant the Rasul sallallahu the Jannah. And he says, my worry is that because I will not be able to see him, I I fear that I will not be in the same darajah as the Prophet And this worry is it. Thawban says, this worries me so much that I had to leave the work and to come and speak to you, Ya Rasulullah so the Nabi Muhammad وسلم, took Thawban by, by his two shoulders, pressed him against the Prophet of Allah, Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم. And at that particular point in time, Malaika Jibreel came and revealed the ayat, وَمَن يُتْعِ الرَّسُولِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءَ Whosoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, such people, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have commanded, they carried it out. And whatever the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them to do and live in according with Sharia, they such people that they will be to that decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Such people, although they have not reached that decree of the prophets of Allah in amal and in good deeds uh, to reach the Nabi sallallahu but because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, Allah will grant them the opportunity to be in the company of not only the Nabi but in the company of all the prophets and the messenger of Allah Sayyidina Muhammad Now, that is love for the Prophet Muhammad Can you now, can we have, can we have some idea of why when it comes to Mawlud the the walls in the masajid were filled with the youngest to the eldest. I don't know if you've heard about this, what I'm going to share with you now, Aisha. I remembered there was once, now we're five brothers, and, and my father, we were living in District 6. My father said to us, um, you know, tomorrow night is Mawlud, uh, and and when we go to masjid for Maghrib, and the Khandas play in the masjid, we're going to stay in the mosque. And, and you know what? We stayed in the masjid from Maghrib till Fajr in bringing salawat on the Nabis. Can, can we beat the old people? Can, you tell me. Not at all, subhanAllah. People haste out of the masjid nowadays, unfortunately, as Mama mentioned earlier on as well. I call it LIFO. Last in, first out. Okay. <laughs> but this was, this were the, the Sahabas, radiallahu anhu. And these were the slaves of Allah. That they loved the Prophet, sallallahu so much. There was a woman 
during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Before we tell the story of the woman, can we first go to our ads, inshallah, so our listeners to stay tuned. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha and Jamal Barak. If I've just tuned in, Imam is just going to relate the story of a lady and then I interrupted to say that we needed to go for ads. Imam, this one um, story that uh, came via WhatsApp, it says, Assalamu alaikum Imam, I am in a Maulu Jama and my experience going to Medina, standing in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's cover, was the most amazing experience. So to all in the Cape, love Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah will open doors for you. You can't imagine, inshallah. And then she also adds that love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I made dua for his son and Allah granted me One of the three daughters And his name is Muhammad MashaAllah <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted her three daughters Now you know what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the hadith This is by No means coincidence The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yes, Says in the hadith Whoever gives birth to three daughters or more and rear them to love Allah and His Rasul and marry them off, you know, marry them off properly without them having committed any ugly deeds, etc. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant the pair in the Jannah. Amen. So you can earn your Jannah even via by what you have given birth. And thereafter she gave birth to a son And she named the son Muhammad May her children and the son Live up to um, the decree and the standards And the commands of Allah And the sunnah of the Nabi So a Muslim does not ask for a lot in life You ask for that which will take you only to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then mm, sure. just one that WhatsApp that says, Imam, the salawat is so honorable, so humbling, and so healing. Alhamdulillah, thumma, alhamdulillah. It brings a knot to the throat. Juma Karim to the entire ummah of the beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She says that my sister has been cured of cervical cancer. Um, we shukur Allah and we use the salawat um, to even calm her. Alhamdulillah. 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 You know, um, I, I, I want to share with you something. I have a very personal friend of mine. He went on a conference last week. This was last week. This was not months ago. This was last week. Yes. And it was somewhere in South Africa. And to his surprise, out of the 40 future leaders in South Africa, was called a leadership course, um, he was the only Muslim. The only Muslim out of Africa. And to his surprise, because the course has got nothing to do with religion, yes. So the first video that was played to him was What if I tell you that, that was the caption What if I tell you And as the video played it says What if I tell you That in 30-35 years time The most dominant religion in the world will be Islam And it sends shivers down the spine It is absolutely true Okay Muslims should be the first to know and believe that. All we need to do is live by example. Okay, this beautiful deen of the Prophet. But if we look at 
with the mawluds that were celebrated over the years and all the salawats that were rendered on the Prophet where did it bring our forefathers to? Okay. With Astaghfirullah first say Astaghfirullah were they people that were they were taken to drugs? Were they were people that were jumping up and down in the coons? They were people that lived a, a righteous life for the love and for the sake of Allah. Good can only bring you to good. And this is was the beautiful examples that were set by our forefathers. Um, I get a lot of, nearly every week, I am bombarded with questions by foreigners, but I love it. Yes. Like uh, two years ago, now you know, before we get onto the member, we, the Bilal says, Inna Allah wa malaikata But that is not part of the Juma. But strangely enough, I found a kitab in the roof of the mosque by me that is over a hundred years old that is written in Arabic and in Javanese. All right. And it gives the whole explanation because that time they weren't kitabs and photostate machines. So the Imam used to relate to how the Juma must be performed, what must be recited. So now two years ago, I had these three brothers from a Muslim country. And were very upset as to why we bring salawat in front of the member. So I was sitting there and Haji Umar Khabib was as my mother. And then we're sitting there with our Umar got very upset. I said, with our Umar, I said, the Afrikaans talk about it, exalted Antir. And I said to them, you want to really know why we bring salawat? He says, yes, I want to know. So I said, um, can I ask you a question? He says, what do you want to ask? I says, why don't you people bring salawat? The one look at the other and said, the one said to the other one, Yalla, 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 come, let's go. Yes. Right. There was once an alim that walked into the masjid by Minkapini Street from Medina. In fact, I dragged him along to come and have lunch with me after Juma at home. He said to me, he said to me, you know what? Cape Town must be a special place. Subhanallah. And he asked me, can I tell him why is the Islam of the Muslims in Cape Town? Because he is now witnessing, because in my 54 years, I have not removed anything that I found 54 years ago. And I said, those after me must never remove it. He said, the day when I walked into your Juma." When I heard salawat on the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu He says I was so surprised and so shocked That at the bottom of Africa You have people That render salawat At the time when it's not even necessary So alhamdulillah This brings me to a time When, when there was a woman During the time of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu During the battle um, The battle of Uhud was taking place and she went to say farewell to um, her father, her brother and her husband and she went to concede them off at the border and she says may Allah grant you success in the battle of Uhud etc etc and after the battle some of the companions came past and they said to her Ya Ukhti um, your, your father has died yeah, your father died in the battle 
and she looked at them and her first question was ma fa'ala Allahu bil rasul what if allah done with the prophet a second companion comes by and she says your brother has passed on in the battle of uhud she says i still want to know what, what did allah do to the rasul the third one comes by and says your husband died in this battle and she says nobody is telling me what, what happened? allah what happened to the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam now that was a woman in islam who placed her love for the prophet of allah mm-hmm. above a family a family a father a brother and her own husband what should me and you not do when it comes to the time of miladun nabi yes the most common statement i hear is but the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not uh, celebrate his own birthday but then look at what are we doing that the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam i'm driving a nice car did the nabi drive a nice car i never forget aisha uh, one day i handled the case uh, at the mgc and whoever has heard this before i want to tell you that it happened at the mgc the muslim judicial council is a place full of barakah subhanallah full of barakah i said to people last night do you want to know why it is so full of barakah i said this was about 3 years ago a gentleman insisted why his wife was sitting there i need to give my wife a talaq and there was nothing wrong but he just needed for some reason and i couldn't convince him and it went on and on and on eventually it's almost as if allah says to me you know what let him talaq the woman and let's see what happens i take my pen i write out the talaq i write it out just for him to sign and i give the pen in his hand and i sit him sign and he signs in the pen wouldn't write and he keep it and he does it for the second time the pen wouldn't write i found the receptionist from my office i said to zarina bring me a pen that you writing with now bring me a pen that you that you are writing with now at the moment and she brings her pen and i take the pen and put it into his hand and say sign and that pen also didn't want to write and he looked at me and he says to me what is happening here yes divine intervention correct right. now i had i've had many many experiences under the roof of the muslim judicial council a special place but if we come back and we say and we take all of this into cognizance and we say that if this was the love for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam i can now understand because you must understand islam is in south in in, in south africa more so at this most southern tip of africa in cape town for 323 years and for 200 years islam was a banned religion and do you know what what brought us through those generations for us alhamdulillah to be sound in our beliefs to the best of our ability was our firm and steadfast belief in allah 
and salutations mm. on the Nabi Muhammad So what is then the best thing for us to do and for our future generations? Should we not be saying that our future generations must continue by where we are going to leave off? There is a verse in the Quran and in fact the late Mawlana Yusuf Karan was very fond of of reciting this verse. It's verse sixty five of Surah Tunisa. Right? Sixty five of Surah Tunisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Aunubilahimina Shaytani Rajim Fala wa Rabbik La Yukminuna Hatta Yuhakimuka Fima Shadra Bainahum Thumalay Allah Ta'ala says, Allah makes a custom, Allah swears that they can have no real iman. In being, the iman is not completely unless you bring in the judgment of Rasulullah. So, where does those fit in? They say, you know what, I'm of the early kitab, I just take what the Quran says. But here Allah says that you can have no complete iman unless yes. you bring in the judgment of Rasulullah. I think on that beautiful note we need to conclude, inshallah. Yes, I ask and I encourage every Muslim to fill the mosques on Sunday evening Amen. from after Maghrib, wherever. Go and sit there because time spent in the path of Allah. Because remember, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَن يُطْعَ الرَّسُولِ فَقَدَ عَطَاوُ اللَّهِ Who indeed obeyed the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, indeed obeyed Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You will be rewarded dunya and akhirah. Leave all the debates and all that alone. If you do what your, your parents have done over the years and have brought Islam to this point where we are today, then there must be a lot of barakah, inshallah. Amen, inshallah. On that note, I just want to wish my daughter Hanan uh, for a birthday that was on the 6th, mm. and my uh, grandson Khanit, who was three yesterday. May Allah grant them a good future. Amen, Shukran for the opportunity. May Allah grant us another time, inshallah. Amen, inshallah. More time, inshallah. Shukran so much. Wa alaikum. Wa